Welcome to Peers Like Me. Peers Like Me is a regularly updated podcast developed to increase everybody's understanding of the effects of people who have behavioral health issues on our families, neighbors, and communities. Peers Like Me is designed to increase understanding and knowledge for people in our community from a peer, people with lived experiences, perspective, which will result in improved community inclusion. Our hope is that by sharing our knowledge and experiences with the issues, our community will gain better understanding and acceptance, resulting in an improved quality of life for everyone. In mid-September, our host, Mara Kelly, attended the New York Association of Psychiatric Rehabilitation Services, Inc., or NIAPERS, 40th Annual Conference, A New Alliance It Takes a Community, at the Villa Roma Resort and Conference Center in Calico, New York. She spoke to Liz Breyer, a peer from Queens, New York. Hello, this is Maura Kelly. Welcome to Peers Like Me podcast. Um, We are honored to have a special guest with us, Liz Breyer from Queens, New York. And it's really important that peers have a voice and she would like to express her voice on adverse childhood experiences and how it really impacts adults, me included. So Liz, welcome. Thank Thank you you for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So what, what, what do you got to say? What, what should the community know about what this? What should the community know? So I think it's an often overlooked um, aspect of our lives. You know, we talk about recovery, we talk about healing, and we don't really talk about those of us who have uh, trauma experiences that happened in childhood that were never addressed, that never got looked at. And, you know, especially if you are a child of the 70s like I was, mm-hmm. lots of stuff went down for kids that was largely ignored and nobody talked about it. It was, you know, just kind of how life was, and the mantra was, suck it up. Somebody always has it worse, suck it up. And uh, I myself personally have all 10 adverse childhood experiences from that initial study that was done, which admittedly there's a lot of... um, Things problematic with that study. Okay, what, what, so you're talking about the community, so what study are you talking so about? So the adverse childhood experience study was done in the mid-90s, I believe. It was a Kaiser Permanente and um, CDC study. Okay, so study. so I could look Google adverse childhood yes. experience study. ACEs usually, ACEs, okay. A-C-E. Okay, all right. Um, yes, anybody can Google it, and that okay. would be the first hit, I think, Yeah. that one. What's interesting is it's not even, this label isn't even in human terms. It's in it's like not, this it's Greek. Yeah. yeah, it's okay. So anyways. So, so those experiences, those initial ones, looked at things that happened inside people's homes. It looked at uh, interactions with your caregivers, with the adults around you. It looked at things such as if you had a parent who had a mental health issue, if you had a parent who was using substances, if there was divorce, if you had someone, an adult in your life who was incarcerated, um, They've done studies since then, recognizing that that was very incomplete. That was a lot, but very incomplete, looking at external things. So there was one in Philadelphia specifically, I think, done around 2012 Mm -hmm. that looked at neighborhood and community issues like bullying, uh, being one feeling unsafe in your neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And I have a few of those as well. And so I kind of lived my life into my 30s, just knowing things weren't right, struggling, not being able to keep relationships with people, not um, having a very aggravated and uh, highly strong nervous system, Mm -hmm. dealing with physical health issues that started to compound, and no one ever asked me, you have a a history of trauma? Did you ever have anything, any of these things Mm -hmm. happen to you at any point in your life? No doctor has ever put Mm -hmm. that together. Certainly no psychiatrist ever asked me that or put that together. And I kind of figured it out on my own. Wow. 
when I came accidentally across that study. I don't even remember what I was looking for when I found it, but I remember thinking, oh, oh, that really makes a lot of sense. That Did a lot of bells ring off? A lot of yeah. bells, yeah, a lot of bells. Um, and so I, I feel for our, for our community and that, that this is an important thing that gets overlooked. I have had, I have heart disease now. Wow. Um, I definitely follow the statistics. I started smoking at the age of 14 mm -hmm. and I was a two pack a day smoker until 10 years ago. Um, I've had uh, issues with alcohol. I uh, have high cholesterol. I now heading towards diabetes. I had to have surgery not too long ago to clean out my artery in my neck. I had an 80% blockage. Wow. There. So all of the um, ramifications of those early childhood experiences really did follow me into adulthood. Mm -hmm. And the statistics say the more of those you have as a child, the more likely you're going to have these physical health issues as an adult of which the mental health is a part of it. Um, I think the mental health, though, is the first to present, so that's what got, I got labeled with. Right. But these are the underlying issues behind it. So how does our community make sure there isn't another Liz, like, growing uh, up? Like, how do, like, how do you, you address that 14-year-old that's starting to smoke two packs a day? Yeah, that is a great question, actually. I don't know that I've ever even thought in that way, yeah. like how do we stop it? Because um, there's people listening right now that wanna be part of the solution. I think the first thing is to, I don't wanna say normalize because there shouldn't be anything normal about those experiences, but break the silence around it. Be able to talk about it more and have a more unified approach to it. So schools should be looking for it. Doctors, physicians should be looking for it. Um, families should be educated around it because trauma, uh, looks different for different people. Mm -hmm. And what is something that traumatizes me would not necessarily traumatize someone else. They may have a different type of resilience to face it that I didn't have. Um, so I just think more awareness about it. But the second piece is we need, to, we need to start acting on it. We have so many people that are system involved that they do all these assessments, these trauma assessments, right. and there it sits. <laughs> right. Are they ever getting any kind of therapy for right. the trauma? And uh, right. you know, for people who find therapy beneficial, that would most assuredly be helpful. Mm -hmm. Do we have any mind-body interventions that people can engage in that promote healing in the body, help with the uh, the disconnect that some of us feel from our bodies mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. of yeah. growing up in homes with violence and right. learning to disassociate from that, and so you're not connected. Mm -hmm. So more mind-body therapies and really just trying to discover what. What do you find healing? Because what I consider healing for me may not be right. what you consider healing. Right. Um, so we, we, we know each other peer to peer yes. in the peer world. So how, did peers contribute to your recovery or your wellness? Absolutely, but yeah. I didn't know that that's what it was when it was okay. happening. Yeah. So it wasn't labeled that. <laughs> it wasn't yes. labeled that. It was, it was like just organic. Yeah, natural relief. My, my natural supports, the people around me who were accepting and loving and not judgmental and saying, yeah, me too. And yeah. I found, if I look back at my life, the different groups that I've um, connected to, we all had the same issues. And so we gravitated towards each other, not realizing mm. that this is what was happening. And this was the common things that was bringing us together. And now looking back, when I run into some of these folks, even from in my 20s and my 30s, and it's like, yeah, this is why we, we clicked. This is yeah. why we bonded. This yeah. is why we had that energy. Together. Yeah. We had that synergy. So absolutely, peer yeah. support, I think, has saved my life more yeah. than once. Wow. <laughs> yeah. More than once. So, well, thank you. Uh, is there anything we can do? Or if, if someone's got questions or 
Where can we go to get more information on this? Well, I almost hesitate to recommend this because I believe this individual has uh, recently come under some scrutiny, but there's a book that I found incredibly helpful called The Body Keeps the Score. Okay. That pointed me in a great direction of um, how to deal with the physical health issues that I was facing. It's by a man named Bessel van der Kolk. Yes, in fact, I, 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 I was treated by him. Okay, yes. so Bessel, I, that yeah. was one of the best books I've ever read, but uh -huh. I heard not too long ago that there was like some weird stuff that happened with him, so I don't, yeah, I'm not yeah. going to talk about right, what right. in front of me, but, but that book is still helpful. So okay, whatever great. went on with him, great book. But that's what helped you. Very yes. much so. Yeah. Thank you so much. You know, being a peer has so many advantages in yes. meeting people, in this podcast and just in the peer movement it's like hey i'm okay you know and like it's okay you know whatever it is like i, I think it's freeing for us yeah just the energy i'm sharing with you right now i love it yeah i don't think a lot of people recognize um just how free and how amazing what we do right is. yeah <laughs> so shout out to all of you yes thank you liz this is liz from queens new york that's right joining us that's on the right. peers like me podcast thanks and have a wonderful day thanks for having me you've been listening to peers like me a podcast that explores issues related to behavioral health sponsored by western new york independent living inc with the assistance of the niagara frontier radio reading service Today, our guest has been Liz Breyer, a peer from Queens, New York. Our host has been Maura Kelly.
Hello, this is Maura Kelly. Welcome to Peers Like Me podcast. Um, we are honored to have a special guest with us, Liz Breyer from Queens, New York. Nice. And it's really important that peers have a voice and she would like to express her voice on adverse childhood experiences and how it really impacts adults, me included. So Liz, welcome. Thank, Thank you. you for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I appreciate it. So what, what, what do you got to say? What, what should the community know about this? What should this? the community know? So I think it's an often overlooked um, aspect of our lives. You know, we talk about recovery, we talk about healing, and we don't really talk about those of us who have uh, trauma experiences that happened in childhood that were never addressed, that never got looked at. And, you know, especially if you are a child of the 70s like I was, mm-hmm. lots of stuff went down for kids that was largely ignored and nobody talked about it. It was, you know, just kind of how life was and the mantra was suck it up somebody always has it worse suck it up and uh i myself personally have all 10 adverse childhood experiences from that initial study that was done which admittedly there's a lot of um things problematic with that study okay what what, so you're talking the community so what study are you talking about so the adverse childhood experience study was done in the mid 90s i believe it was a kaiser permanente and um cdc study okay so so I could look Google adverse childhood yes. experience study. Aces usually okay. Aces A C E. Okay. All right. Um, yes, anybody can Google it. That okay. Would be the first hit, I think. Yeah. That one. What's interesting is it's not even this label isn't even in human terms. Isn't it it's like not, this it's right Greek? Yeah. yeah it's okay. Right so, anyways. So, so those experiences, those initial ones, looked at things that happened inside people's homes. It looked at uh, interactions with your caregivers, with the adults around you. It looked at things such as if you had a parent who had a mental health issue, if you had a parent who was using substances, if there was divorce, if you had someone, an adult in your life who was incarcerated. Um, They've done studies since then, recognizing that that was very incomplete. That was a lot, but very incomplete looking at external things. So there was one in Philadelphia specifically, I think done around 2012, Mm -hmm. that looked at neighborhood and community issues like bullying, uh, being one feeling unsafe in your neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And I have a few of those as well. And so I kind of lived my life into my 30s, just knowing things weren't right, struggling, not being able to keep relationships with people, not um, having a very aggravated and uh, highly strong nervous system Mm. dealing with physical health issues that started to compound and no one ever asked me you have a a history of trauma did you ever have anything any of these things happen Mm -hmm. to you at any point in your life no doctors ever Mm -hmm. put that together certainly no psychiatrist ever asked me that right put that together and i kind of figured it out on my own wow when i came accidentally across that study i don't even remember what i was looking for and I found it, but I remember thinking, oh, oh, that really makes a lot of sense. Did that a lot of bells ring off? A lot of yeah. bells, yeah, a lot of bells. Um, and so I, I feel for our, for our community and that, that this is an important thing that gets overlooked. I have had, I have heart disease now. Wow. Um, I definitely follow the statistics. I started smoking at the age of 14, mm-hmm. and I was a two-pack-a-day smoker until 10 years ago. Um, I've had uh, issues with alcohol. I uh, have high cholesterol. I'm now heading towards diabetes. I had to have surgery not too long ago to clean out my artery in my neck. I had an 80% blockage. Wow. There. So all of the um, 
ramifications of those early childhood experiences really did follow me into adulthood. Mm -hmm. And the statistics say the more of those you have as a child, the more likely you're going to have these physical health issues as an adult, of which the mental health is a part of it. Um, I think the mental health, though, is the first to present, so that's what got, I got labeled with. Right. But these are the underlying issues behind it. So how does our community make sure there isn't another Liz, like, growing uh, up? Like, how do, like, how do you address that 14-year-old that's starting to smoke two packs a day? Yeah, that is a great question, actually. I don't know that I've ever even thought about it in that way. Yeah. Like, how do we stop it? Because um, there's people listening right now that want to be part of the solution. I think the first thing is to, I don't want to say normalize because there shouldn't be anything normal about those experiences, but break the silence around it. Be able to talk about it more and have a more unified approach to it. So schools should be looking for it. Doctors, physicians should be looking for it. Um, families should be educated around it because trauma uh, looks different for different people. Mm -hmm. And what is something that traumatizes me would not necessarily traumatize someone else. They may have a different type of resilience to face it that I didn't have. Um, so I just think more awareness about it. But the second piece is we need to we, we need to start acting on it. We have so many people that are system involved that they do all these assessments, these trauma assessments, right. and there it sits. <laughs> right. Are they ever getting any kind of therapy for right. the trauma? And uh, yeah. you know, for people who find therapy beneficial, that would most assuredly be helpful. Mm -hmm. Do we have any mind-body interventions that people can engage in that promote healing in the body, help with the uh, the disconnect that some of us feel from our bodies mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. of yeah. growing up in homes with violence and right. learning to disassociate from that and so you're not connected? Mm -hmm. So more mind-body therapies and really just trying to discover what, what do you find healing? Because what I consider healing for me may not be right. what you consider healing. Right. Um, so so. We, we, we know each other peer-to-peer, -peer, yes. in the peer world. So how, did peers contribute to your recovery or your wellness? Absolutely, but yeah. I didn't know that that's what it was when it was okay. happening. Yeah. So it wasn't labeled that. <laughs> it wasn't yes. labeled that. It was, it was like just organic. Na yeah, natural my, relief. My natural supports, the people around me who were accepting and loving and not judgmental and saying, yeah, me too. And yeah. I found, if I look back at my life, the different groups that I've um, connected to, we all had the same issues, and so we gravitated towards each other, not realizing mm. that this is what was happening, and this was the common things that was bringing us together. And now, looking back, when I run into some of these folks, even from in my twenties and my thirties, and it's like, yeah, this was why we we clicked. This is yeah. why we bonded. This yeah. is why we had that energy. Together. Yeah, we had that synergy. So absolutely, peer yeah. support I think has saved my life more yeah. than once. Wow. <laughs> yeah, more than once. So well, thank you. Uh, is there anything? we can do or if, if someone's got questions or where can we go to get more information on this? Well, I almost hesitate to recommend this because I believe this individual has uh, recently come under some scrutiny, but there's a book that I found incredibly helpful called The Body Keeps the Score. Okay. That pointed me in a great direction of um, how to deal with the physical health issues that I was facing. It's by a man named Bessel van der Kolk. Yes, in fact, I, I, I was treated by him. Okay, yes. so Bessel, I, that yeah. was one of the best books I've ever read, but uh -huh. I heard not too long ago that there was like some weird stuff that happened with him, so I don't yeah, know, I'm not yeah. going to talk about right, what right. went down in front of me, but, but that book is still helpful. So okay, whatever great. went on with him, great book. But that's what helped you. Very yes. much so. Yeah. Thank you so much. You know, being a peer 
has so many advantages in yes. meeting people in this podcast and just in the peer movement. It's like, hey, I'm okay, you know, and like, it's okay, you know, whatever it is. Like, I, I think it's freeing for us. Yeah. Just the energy I'm sharing with you right now. I love it. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people recognize um, just how free and how amazing what we do. Right. Is. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, shout out to all of you. Yes. Thank you, Liz. This is Liz from Queens, New York. That's right. Joining us on the Peers Like Me podcast. Thanks and have a wonderful day. Thanks for having me.